Hey, listeners, it's Brad Kearns here. I'm here to introduce you to Casper.com, an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price that you find at retail stores. It's important to get the best quality mattress for a good night's sleep. Visit Casper.com Primal and use the discount code Primal. You'll get $50 and then be on your way to sweet dreams with Casper.com. Today's podcast is brought to you by Harry's for a better way to shave. Please visit harrys.com and use the promo code PRIMAL to save $5 off your first purchase. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast, featuring fresh and lively commentary on all things Primal, including Q&A sessions with Primal Blueprint founder, Mark Sisson, special guest interviews hosted by Mark Sisson, and conversations with Primal Blueprint authors and other health and fitness experts. The show is presented by Damage Control, Master Formula, the world's most potent multivitamin, mineral, antioxidant, anti-aging supplement, available at primalblueprint.com. Past episodes are available for download or to review written summaries at blog.primalblueprint.com. And now, introducing your host, L. Russ. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Today we have a fellow Primal Blueprint certified expert, Dana Lyons. Welcome to the show, Dana. Thanks, Al. Great to be here. Dana is a licensed doctor of oriental medicine, and she has a wonderful website called alchemisteating.com, sort of bridging and bringing holistic medicine and Chinese medicine in with the Primal lifestyle. Tell us a little bit, give us your story on how you even you know, came to know about the Primal Blueprint and Paleo Living? Well, I began eating a paleo diet, primal diet, following a primal lifestyle in my early 30s. Basically, that overlapped my time studying medicine. Um, Before that, I was actually vegetarian for 10 years, sometimes vegan. So a little bit of a shift there. So tell us how you even reached that transition from going vegetarian, vegan to paleo primal living. What was it in your life that led you to search for something that, you know, led you to find the primal blueprint? Um, well, in my years as a vegetarian, the first, um, the first part of those years was really, um, eating a lot of processed vegetarian food. I lived off of veggie burgers, um, but then gradually started moving towards whole real foods. Um, but still something was missing. It wasn't working anymore. And um, I knew I needed something else to nourish my body. Um, was having trouble healing injuries, didn't have sustained energy, felt exhausted, just wasn't working. All right. And then what the just Googling and research just led you to consider finally eating meat and cleaning up the processed foods? Or, you know, what did you find online in your in your search that kind of that said, this is maybe the right path for me? Well, Mark Apple, the website, um, huge help. And then also what I was learning from him, a few other sites, it really aligned with what I was learning in my medical training so far as diet, lifestyle. Um, and by the time I started eating animal products, healthy fats, um, really I had already transitioned into kind of a whole food vegetarian diet. So it wasn't um, that I was moving from standard American diet to paleo primal, but it was still a it was still a shift. So. What did you notice when you made the transition? What were the things? I mean, obviously, I'm assuming some of the things you were complaining about had resolved, like healing injuries and 
more sustained energy. Was there anything that was really glaringly apparent to you that was like, wow, this is, this is the way for me? Yeah. Um, the injuries, the healing of that was a big one. Another big one, super glaring was during my 10 years as a vegetarian, this was during my twenties, um, no period. I started eating meat. I started introducing healthy fats, started having a regular cycle. So that's a really big sign. Yeah, that's a big sign for a lot of people. I've noticed um, the people that I've spoken to that were vegetarians and vegans for a long time often went through menopause very early or stopped getting their period uh, about 10 years before, you know, it usually happens for most people. So that's something that's a common theme I've uh, I've heard. So now you do, you know, your your website's great, alchemisteating.com. It's holistic, functional, primal. You work with people remotely over the phone and do coaching in terms of, I mean, obviously you can't uh, do put needles in their body and <laughs> do oriental medicine on them if they're not uh, present, but you, tell us a little bit about your work and, and what you do. Yeah, so um, basically I help people who experience food eating as a place of struggle, pain, so, and who are looking for a holistic way to get better, to feel better, to look better. Um, our program. And so we have a clinic, a holistic medicine clinic in Florida. And then I work with people long distance as well. Um, and although obviously I can't do acupuncture long distance, I do prescribe herbal medicine supplements long distance. So that's a part of it. Um, basically, the people I work with, um, they tend to fall into three categories. And these often overlap people who are unhappy with their weight, people who suffer from eating addiction or eating disorder. And people who just want to eat better, um, and maybe they don't know how, but they know they want to eat better, they want to look and feel better. Tell us a couple of standout before and after type of experiences with the people you've coached. Um, you know, if you could give us a snapshot of someone that came to you in poor health or with an eating disorder, and then sort of what what was that outcome? A client is on my mind because we finished, we had a closing session yesterday, we had been we worked together for 90 days. Um, great guy, early 40s. He came from a lifetime of eating a standard American diet. Just generally felt, looked unhealthy. Um, before he saw me, he actually took it on himself and he went paleo for five weeks. He was successful. He lost weight. He felt better. Pain went away. Um, but he did it through willpower and it didn't stick. So after the five weeks, he went back to his old eating pattern. Now, what do you mean by that? Because usually willpower, that's what breeds success in any kind of area is the willpower to whatever it may be, right? Not take that drink, not eat that bagel or whatever it is. So why do you say that using willpower was a failure model for that guy? Well, he, you know, and it worked temporarily, but, um, and for a short duration, it's just that willpower, it's in limited supply. We only have so much. And it's exhausting. So when he came to me, his specific goal, in his words, was to move beyond willpower and into lifestyle. Um, and he did. He really succeeded. I mean, it, it, it took, we worked together for 90 days, but even after 30, he was seeing tremendous difference. Um, he wanted it to be something. He wanted eating a primal diet and starting to incorporate primal movement to be enjoyable. Um, you know, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be uh, miserable, right? No, never. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, and um, now eating primal, it's just something he does. And he feels like he could just go on indefinitely like this. And for me, that's that's a big success. That's really what I want for all my clients, for it not to be a struggle. Absolutely. It's funny because uh, my coaching partner, Eli, and I have mentioned a couple times in the podcast about willpower, where, you know, and as you know, the first month or five, six weeks does take willpower. But then beyond that, it becomes less difficult it becomes something where like you said it becomes a lifestyle and a choice you just have to get past that sort of willpower hump where at first it does take that initial willpower I think the problem with a lot of people is they feel that oh no I'm gonna have to exercise this willpower forever and that seems daunting when you're unhealthy and have a food addiction but if you just commit to like willpower for 30 days like you said you know not only drastic results, but it can trans transition into lifestyle behavior versus I can't do that, I can't do that, you know. And there's a lot of that in the first like four to six weeks. I think for me, it, it took more than the 21 days uh, to get over the willpower and into the lifestyle. For me, it was about six weeks and even two months, and I I myself dipped back. I think we all have those moments, and I'm sure over the 90 days, your client, like you said, after 30 days, probably had some trouble there and was struggling again with the willpower. Right. It's, I mean, it's definitely a process and there are ups and downs and, um, you know, that's just part of it. It's part of the self-experiment. It's part of the learning process. Um, and, and more, you know, so yeah, there's definitely a role for willpower. Um, I try, and so that's, that's also where the help, where the coaching, where the support comes in, right? Because we can be mm-hmm. to help the heavy lifting for people during that difficult phase. But it's also, um, you know, just about intention and direction. And, and that's where we also come in because we can help offer that um, rather than just make it something that someone has to push through, push through, push through um, where are they headed. Right. It's a different it's a different level of coaching. It's not just coaching people on what to eat and how much to eat and any of, you know, details involving that. It's really about encouragement looking at some patterns that may have gotten us there in the first place and addressing things like that, I'm sure, which you do a lot of. Um, 90 days, that's great. I'm sure he's, I'm sure his life is totally transformed. If, if anyone goes 90 days changing from a standard American diet to, to primal, they're going to they're gonna really feel it. Yeah, and then it's really key that he isn't just, okay, he's eating a paleo primal diet, I'd say at least 90%. Maybe 95% of the time now, once in a while, he'll have a cheat meal. But more than that, he's completely transformed his patterns around eating, his relationship to food, his relationship to his body, the scale. Um, when he came to me, he was hooked on Lucky Charms and brownies. Now he's- <laughs> I'm sorry, that's, ouch, that's really a tough combo right there. <laughs> Lucky Charms and brownies, even together, that sounds crazy. <laughs> A great he's a he's a great example great success story that's amazing hi listeners it's brad kearns here to talk to you about one of my favorite subjects in the world shaving <laughs> okay maybe it's just an ordinary subject but when you get serious about your shaving and go to harrys.com for the very finest quality blades you can buy in the world at an affordable price and not have to bother with hassling at the store for those extremely overpriced and inferior quality blades from the name brands 
That's right. Harrys.com is a direct order shaving blade and accessories company where you can get the finest quality blades in the world direct from their factory in Germany at a fraction of the price of the outrageous prices that they charge even in the big box stores for those name brand blades which are inferior quality. I have to admit, I never really paid much attention to the quality of my shave, and I don't even shave unless I have to leave my house and go see people, which is rare occasions. But I have to say, when I started using Harry's products, there's a discernible improvement in the closeness of the shave, the comfort, the lack of itchiness afterwards, and also chicks dig it. I mean, I have received lengthier and more frequent gazes everywhere I go after shaving with Harry's products, and you will too. Well, maybe results will vary, but you might as well try it because their starter kit is only $15. And when you use our code PRIMAL, you get an additional $5 off. So you can get started with high-quality shaving, see how it works for you, for only $10. And then get on the program. You can reorder automatically. Shipping is always free, and you'll always have those clean, top-quality blades. So last week, I was watching my undefeated local high school football team play, and up walks my buddy Mike Downen with this huge, gnarly beard. I said, dude, what's up? He's got some gray going on the bottom. The chicks were all over him. And he said, oh, Movember. And that's the first time I'd ever heard that word. If you don't know what Movember is, it's the month where guys grow mustaches and beards to raise awareness and money for men's health issues. It's a fun time, especially if you can grow that gnarly down and beard. But even if not, you're going to need to shave whatever's off there someday, and that's where Harry's comes in. They're the official razor partner of the Movember event this month. So check out harrys.com, get yourself set up with the best quality razors you can find, and enjoy the festivities. Tell us a little bit about, you know, what led you to be interested in taking the certification course? Well, as I, I said, I followed Mark Staley Apple since first going primal, um, was really one of the main reasons I went primal. I knew something had to change in my diet. I wasn't exactly sure what. Um, it did align with what I was learning in my training. I came over the years, as I followed Mark's Daily Apple, to place a high level of trust in Mark and his work. Um, and I was so excited when I saw that, that he was offering the course. And really, I was, I was just extremely pleased. It was a wonderful bridge between personal success with primal eating, my professional practice in medicine, um, wealth of valuable information, collected by a trusted source, one place, really well presented. Like, I love the wording and, um, you know, it, the course material, it covers pretty complex topics, but it explains them in a really direct, accessible way that I can use with my patients. So um, it's clear, it's, um, it's accessible. Yeah, I really loved it. I jumped on it immediately. You were also one of the first people to get certified, um, like probably probably the first 10 or 20 people. And um, tell us a little bit, like, what were some of the things that might have surprised you about the course? You know, I mean, obviously we have preconceived notions going in, and then as you're taking it, right, things come up where you're like, wow, I didn't even think of this. What were some of those uh, moments for you? Well, I was, I was surprised and super excited um, that it wasn't just about the eating the food. It was really all-encompassing in terms of, you know, because paleo, primal anyway, is not just about a set of food rules, right? So it encompasses movement and sleep and finding balance between rest and movement and, and getting away from our online screen time. That was a wonderful little piece that was in there is why that's important. Um, so I loved how comprehensive it was. 
Um, also love that at the end of each section, it has that uh, coaching your clients piece. Um, that's great. Um, really helpful for, for using this station. Right. And you're referring to at the end of each module, and there's about, I think, 13 modules in the entire course. After each module at the end, there's a section there on coaching clients, and it gives sort of tips and ideas and nuances in there for whatever module that was, which, yeah, it was really great. So let me ask you how, it, let's explain to everybody out there who may not be familiar, talk about the differences between Western medicine and Oriental medicine. So um, traditional oriental medicine, Chinese medicine, is different from, and when I talk about Western medicine here, I'm talking about as it's conventionally practiced, right? There are all kinds of, more and more anyway, MDs these days doing amazing things. But Western medicine as it's conventionally practiced is a bit different. So the way we work in oriental medicine, Chinese medicine, is we're really a holistic system of health, of wellness, treat uh, the whole body, mind, spirit. We see these as interconnected. We don't separate out a part, a body system, a symptom. Um, and we treat patterns, right? We look for places of balance, imbalance. And this is key because it allows us to not only treat diseases once they've popped up, but to hopefully prevent them from happening in the first place. And it's also, what, 3,000 plus years old versus Western medicine, which is very, very new? Yes, it's, uh, it's, it's been proven to work over thousands of years, and it does work. I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. It's a pretty powerful form of medicine. Yeah, I've had amazing experiences in the past and know of people as well. In fact, they have even um, done studies on things like, you know, acupuncture, uh, increasing, you know, the chances of, let's say, like IVF pregnancies by, you know, a certain percentage. There's so many advantages to it. I know people who have literally gotten rid of tumors um, gone uh, from acupuncture. And it's not, you know, a miracle per se, like people might think. I mean, but it is really deep-rooted in thousands of years of traditions. And if you go to the, like, a hospital in China, everybody is an acupuncturist, whether they're a surgeon or not. Um, it's it's fully practiced at all the hospitals. It's not like you just right. I mean, it's, it's fully integrated into their society. Exactly, it's, it's definitely integrated in um, in a lot of Asia. So it's um, it works, and it's part of it's part of their healthcare system, right? And they might turn to certain doctors for certain things and certain doctors for other things, but it's it's all very much there in practice and, and working. So tell us if we're looking, what do we look for if we're searching for? A local acupuncturist. I mean, obviously, you're available to do herbs and counseling of that kind over the phone with your coaching and over Skype. But what about people who really want to go in and, and, and get acupuncture done? What should we be looking for in an acupuncturist? Well, the, so the licensing laws are different in each state, and there's a national licensing body, and then there's a separate one for California. Um, so if someone's practicing, um, hopefully they're licensed. I mean, right, that would make sense. And then also, there are different styles of acupuncture. What I practice is traditional Chinese medicine. That's what's really worked for me. That's what's used in China. Um, often, it, it really depends on the practitioner, right? There are all different levels of skill, and sometimes it takes trying a few out to find the best person for you, the best healing relationship. Um, 
one other thing to look for is, okay, did they train as, um, did they complete two to three years of acupuncture training only, or did they do a five-year doctor program? So that's something you might want to take into account, especially if you're um, getting herbs from them, that sort of thing. That's interesting. So there is a three-year acupuncture license. So I could go to an acupuncturist that did three years, or I could go to someone who did five, which encompasses that other two years then is for the herbal training or? Yeah, well, it's, um, so it's, you know, it's different at different schools. My training, I completed it in British Columbia, Canada. It was a five-year program. I'm most familiar with what happened in my school, but I think it's, um, I think you can find similar things in the States where the three-year program, there's a two-year program. Um, you can become an acupuncturist. You can even become an herbalist, at least where I studied. But to do the full program and to really get the doctor training, it's a longer program. So for me, it was five years. So preferable to find someone who is a doctorate, unless unless there's someone that's really wonderful and has you know good recommendations. But to to go for the doctorate is probably the highest in training that we'd be looking for. Yeah, for um for Oriental medicine, yes, and. That's not to say, I mean, there are wonderful acupuncturists out there, so I don't want to discount what they're doing. And um, really, it depends on the individual and what they've done with their training, their knowledge. But, um, but it's, it can be a starting point. If I, were to seek a, um, if I were to seek treatment myself, I would look and see, okay, are they a doctor of oriental medicine? Hmm, that, that would catch my attention. Okay, yeah, I like that. Hey, listeners, it's Brad Kearns here to talk to you about a very important subject about the location that you spend more time than anywhere else in your whole life. And I'm talking about your bed. Hopefully you're spending a third of your life there. I'm spending a little more than that. I'm trying to anyway. And it's important to get the best quality mattress for a good night's sleep or a good nap in some cases. So I'm here to introduce you to Casper.com, an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price that you find at retail stores. Mattress industry has huge markups. These guys are cutting through that by shipping you directly to your home for free, no shipping charge, a mattress of your choice that you get to try for an incredible 100 days before you decide to actually buy it and keep it. You can return it, no hassle, no problem, and giving it a proper test rather than laying on a mattress for five minutes in a showroom and thinking that's going to work for a third of your lifetime spent there. Casper mattresses are a new hybrid that combines premium latex foam with memory foam for the most comfortable sleep you'll ever have. And the prices are extremely competitive. Think about a twin for $500, a king for $950. Again, free shipping. And thanks to listening to this podcast, you'll get a $50 discount toward the purchase of your comfortable new mattress. Just visit casper.com primal and use the discount code PRIMAL. You'll get that $50. It'll ship to your house for free. You can try it out, enjoy it, and then be on your way to sweet dreams with casper.com. Tell us a little bit um, about, you know, bridging holistic medicine and Chinese medicine and just sort of, you know, how, how, do, how do you go about your practice um, as a doctor of oriental medicine differently now that you're paleo and primal? Are there certain things you eliminate? Or I don't even know if that would be the proper term, but how has that um, affected your practice? Yeah, well, um, so primal principles, Chinese medicine, really powerful combination. And, and really they're what worked for me personally. So I have personal experience working with them in that, in that way. Um, 
each brings different perspectives, different tools for sure, but they also have four places of alignment, right? So both are holistic. Um, by that, I just mean they really look at the whole body mind. They don't try to separate out one system, one primal principles, Chinese medicine, really powerful combination. And um, for sure, each brings different perspectives, different tools, um, but they also share core places of alignment. So both are holistic, for instance. Um, by holistic, I just mean they treat the whole body mind. They don't separate out one body part, one body system. Really look at the whole pattern of what's going on. Um, they also see eating as just part of the picture. It's, like I said before, it's not just a set of food rules. So in Chinese medicine, we have a whole area of practice. Um, it's called Yang Sheng Fa. So that's nourishing life principles is how we would translate that. It encompasses the eating, dietary therapy for sure, but also living in tune with nature, the season, uh, community, interaction, movement, rest, that sort of thing. So all of these are important. And of course, they're all important in this kind of principles as well. When we initially spoke, you talked about the idea of mindfulness and learning about our patterns in the bigger picture of things. And I really liked that that phrase. Can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah. So, um, you know, eating is about so more than just eating and food is about so much more than just food. So they're wrapped up in our history, our identity, our beliefs, our social context, our families, everything. When we start to pay attention to what's really going on there, with our eating, other things tend to come to the surface um, and we start to look a little bit deeper. So this is a really key piece, right? This capacity and, and growing this capacity. I mean, it's a practice. It's not easy to just pause and ask what's really going on. And the value in that is that's where things start to shift. I really also like you have on your website, you can subscribe and get a free guide to overcoming sugar addiction, which I think so many people, including myself, that was my problem big time <laughs> for, for a while was really a sugar addiction. Um, what are some tips right now that you can share about that? Well, one thing is asking, what am I really needing here? Um, so sure, that's, that's not always easy to do when you're reaching for the lucky charms or the brownies. <laughs> <laughs> But it is a, it's a practice, and just even practicing, it's a first step. So reaching for the thing, whatever your thing of choice is, and it can be sugar, it can be pizza, right? Um, okay, what am I wanting right now? That's usually pretty obvious. What am I needing right now? And is there a difference between them? And so for a lot of people, they're reaching for, for sugar, either because they're having an energy crash and they need more energy, or because um, they want comfort in one way or another. And those are just two examples. There's other reasons why people reach for sugar. But that just gets back to that whole piece of when we start to really look at what's going on, um, things start to change. Maybe not right away, but over time, slowly, slowly. And then even on a, on a physical level, another tip is, okay, what am I needing in my diet that I'm not getting? I know for me, I was a complete sugar addict. Um, because I was desperate for protein. I was desperate for healthy fat. Right. You were a sugar burner. And when you're a sugar burner, your body is telling you. It's like saying, you get sugar now. It's like this false 
sense of needing the sugar, but you can't tell the difference between it being a need or a want. And until you kind of, like we said, you know, exercise some willpower and make the transition to fat burning, you realize less and less that you need it, but then still the pattern will creep up. Even if your body's not craving the sugar, sometimes that pattern is still there. Yeah. And, you know, there's just so much power in just learning how to pause, even if it doesn't change that day, that moment. When you pause and you start to pay attention, that's the first step. Yeah. Yeah. And I love on your, your post on your website, it's like the title is pausing dot, dot, dot before pizza. <laughs> Just take, yeah, take a pause. <laughs> I like that. Pizza is a, um, you know, that seems to be the cheap meal of choice amongst uh, my clients. So, <laughs> well, and let me say right now on the air, then there is a wonderful product out there that is actually grain-free called Against the Grains. And it's a frozen pizza you can find in like the Whole Foods section. And if someone wants to do a big cheat, better to do a no-grain pizza crust. And I actually tried it one time and it works for what that craving is. And as long as you dress it up with some toppings, it actually really suffices. And I'm, I'm pretty excited about that company because I know pizza is a big one for everyone. But if, if someone really has an issue with grains and doesn't want to have a cheat and feel like crap, think about looking at the against the grains company. Um, I, I found that accidentally not too long ago and I, I tried it and thought, wow, this would really work on a cold winter day when you're craving pizza without having to do the grains. Um, let's talk a little bit about your practice. You do, you do Skype and phone sessions. Um, tell us a little bit about how your coaching practice works. Yeah. So yes, I, I work by phone, by Skype, also in person at our clinic. Um, what we have, we have the Alchemist Eating Program. So um, when we talk about alchemy, it's really just combining different things, integrating them, creating something all the greater um, than the sum of like, the, sum of the parts. Um, so we're bringing in the primal principles, bringing in Chinese medicine, um, and it really unfolds through a series of, of packages. The first one is really just about getting started. It's 30 days. It's about figuring out where you are, where you want to be, and then just setting off on a clear, supportive path to get you there, right? So with the eating, some people come in with goals around movement. Some people come in with specific health concerns. So we address all of that. And then, and then the next follow-up package is really about moving from diet to lifestyle. Um, we try to do that in the first one too, but it's just some people need a little bit more support or need need or want sustained support for a bit longer than the 30 days. Sure. And I guess the 30 days is a good way to sort of try it out as well with you um, and then move forward into something deeper and longer. Yes. Yeah. And and for people who have done the first package, there are also follow-up options. Like we have one that's all about if things get rough somewhere down the line and they suddenly feel like they need support again. It's a um, kind of like a reboot. Um, so we have that. And then we have for people who want to do an elimination diet, we have what we call paleo boot camp. Um, so rather than do the elimination diet for 30 days on your own, you can do it with us and it's 45 days. So we support you before and after and that sort of thing. Oh, I like that. That's really great. Tell us a little bit about in, in coaching people who, um, I mean, I, I'm sure you have clients of all sorts, but people who are really needing to go the paleo primal way and transition what are some common themes you're seeing of people coming to you where 
Are they getting, you know, maybe they've started the route on Paleoprimal, but they're not maybe getting it just right or they're missing an element? Have you seen a theme of, of you know, a certain theme come your way? Well, one big one is just there's so much information out there and they're getting so many messages from all different um, from all different people who are practicing all different ways of eating. At least where I live in Florida, big ones are um, plant-based, they call themselves type ways of eating. So whether vegetarian or vegan, even if not vegetarian or vegan, lots of uh, juicing, detoxing, that sort of thing. So I see that a lot and people often come to me very frustrated because they feel like they're fighting themselves and they're not getting where they want to get. Um, that's not to discount vegetarian, uh, a vegetarian way of eating is a blanket statement, by the way, that's just um, sure. particular ways of following a vegetarian diet. Interesting. What, uh, what would you like to impart to anyone out there? I mean, if, if um, well, first of all, it's absolutely possible to change your life, as you know, and I know from not only personal experience, but from coaching people and seeing those results as well. What would you like to impart on our audience? Um, you know, if someone's out there and is kind of new to the whole picture, um, obviously you'd be a wonderful person to coach with, especially uh, incorporating the oriental medicine is huge. I, I love that you can do that. That's something a lot of us coaches don't have. We are not doctors of oriental medicine. So I think that, that that would really draw a lot of people who've maybe been on the oriental medicine path but now need this extra element. Yeah, you know, I'd say, um, and absolutely, that's a super powerful combination, the Chinese medicine, herbal medicine, and primal dietary guidance. Um, I'd say in terms of a message I just want to share to anyone out there listening, and one that's really important when I work with clients is, this doesn't have to be, absolutely shouldn't be miserable. I love food. I would not eat this way if I didn't love, if I didn't love it, if I didn't love the primal way of eating. So my number one wish for people is for it to be enjoyable, effortless, right? Full of abundance. Right. And it can be. I mean, because when you're talking about a higher fat, moderate protein, low carb <clears throat> eating strategy, you know, what, who, who hasn't eaten anything with fat in it and said that wasn't good? Fat's delicious, <laughs> you know, and it, it is abundant. And there's so many good foods people feel like they have to stay away from where you can actually have more of if you just adjust the other components like carbs and things correctly. And so I think people out there feel like diet, they have to sacrifice, they have to quit. And although it might take some willpower to eliminate some of the factors like grains, etc., it still is, I think, like you said, very abundant. I would never be a part of this if I didn't. <laughs> I love food too much, and I love um, all of those wonderful things too much to, to avoid them, like a lot of diets tell you to. Yeah, yeah, and you know, just to, um, if it gets overwhelming for people, just going back to this idea of just keeping it simple. It's real whole food. It doesn't have to be super complicated. It takes a little practice. Yeah, a little practice and willpower. Thank you so much for joining us. I want to direct everyone, alchemisteating.com. That's A-L-C-H-E-M-I-S-T, eating.com. Great website. You have There's a blog. There's a newsletter you can sign up for. Um, Dr. Dana Lyons, licensed doctor of oriental medicine and primal blueprint certified expert. 
Thank you so much for joining us. Is this this is the only website and way to get a hold of you, correct? Is yeah. there another presence online we need to know about? <laughs> right there, yeah. Great. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you, Al.